Hi, I'm Chad. I'm a Gen X grown-up. I support Gen X grown-up through Patreon, and you can too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And, of course, George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? The backtrack edition of our show is where we pick a single nostalgic topic we remember fondly growing up as Gen Xers and dig in deep. This episode, there are some brands that we just thought were bulletproof. Yeah, They'd be yeah. around forever. We thought our but grandkids would be doing, using them, yeah. That's not exactly how history played out. Many of nope. those went the way of the dodo, and we're going to go through dead brands of Gen X that didn't make it to modern day. Yeah. Before we get into that, you know, it's my favorite part of the show to read some fourth George. listener eat. What? You know, George is one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> Amongst my favorite parts of the show... <laughs> is reading some fourth listener email. And I have kind of a combo email here from both Dan and Marcus, who incidentally are both patrons over on patreon.com. Thank what, you. So that means you got to read it four times. Love now. you guys. It's two yeah. times for each one. That's right. Double up. Double up for your yep. patron. <laughs> <laughs> so first, Dan wrote in, actually, he was talking about our Backtrack TV theme show. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and he says, gentlemen, I'm a huge fan. You guys know this. I think your podcast is extremely entertaining, especially your top 10 podcasts. Thank you. Yeah. Those okay, are often well, well, very popular. Thanks. Couple of items. Number one, you seriously need a stats guy. I would be more than happy to volunteer. Smiley face. <laughs> okay. What kind of stats do we generate? Wait, yeah, with stats. With John's see. run on sentences go on for this long. And... <laughs> John's run on sentences. Yeah, how many times George is right? You know, be... <laughs> That's a small stat. Look, we don't need a stats guy for that. Two is the number. Twice. Is the... <laughs> number two, he says, something like TV themes could be categorized and put into different lists and dan went so far as to create three top 10 lists grouped wow. by instrumentals kid shows that aren't instrumentals and anything not under the first two categories <laughs> so, <laughs> <what> the- <laughs> so, uh, look i'm not going to read his three top tens we'll put a link to them maybe somewhere you can yeah, figure out we'll what we'll to put in the show notes yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I thought we dug in deep on stuff, but Jesus right, Christ. Right. The other great story that I heard from Dan and Marcus that I thought was an amazing testament to just how big of fans they are. When they heard we were doing a top 10 TV theme song backtrack, they did not listen right away. They both what? wrote their own top 10 lists. Uh... They sat down together in the same room and listened to our show to see how their lists match up with our lists. Is that dedication? Talk about interactivity. Oh my God. I mean, it's like, it's, we're, we're like one step away from a drinking game. It sounds like <laughs> idol worship to me, which I'm perfectly cool with. Well, That's you know, awesome. I'm, worship at the altar of Gen X grown up. All, no, it's, it's, I, I think it's fantastic. It was very yeah. flattering to know that <laughs> they turned it into an interactive experience. I thought that was pretty badass. That goes to show you, super fans of Gen X grown up, they are super committed and we love them. Yeah. We're one step really away from really like cool. an Android app, Gen X grown up like trivia game or something like that. We're really on the cusp of doing this kind of stuff. Could we do that? I think I think we could do that. How we do you, could do, do that. We got people in video games. Surely one of them would be yeah, willing to figure out how to make us. an app. I think we yeah. could do it. Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll we'll call up on our indie game dev homies and we'll figure out how to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, Marcus, we 
always appreciate it when the fourth listener writes in. If you'd like your email read here on the show, hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com and we'll put you in the hopper. All right. Hope you guys are ready. It's time to get into these dead brands yeah. from Gen X that aren't around any longer. Right after this. Beat inflation, folks, with Woolworth Dollar Day Super Values. Just $1 buys a Wisconsin pants set or a bucket of 24 sponges. Your choice of steel oven pants, Super Seal food containers, or Camaro 20 exposure color film. Get two polyester blankets for just $7, find a lampshade for just $5. See our circular for hundreds of Dollar Day Super Values. Like inflation never happened at Woolworth now. The great thing about some of the iconic brands we had when we were growing up as Gen Xers is they never die. They're around forever. Or that's at least how it seemed to us at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we did a whole backtrack on Radio Shack, oh, which was my God. That's really kind of a poster child for what we're talking about here. And you can go back in the backlog and listen to all about Radio Shack. But that was one of those brands that was it was on every street corner. It was integral. Yeah. It was the place you got all your cool electronics and stuff. And we thought it could never die. And yet, Ever. where the hell's Radio Shack? They're poof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they were around since 1921 and they kind of were kind of struggling a bit in the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. They just kind of evaporated and uh, it got us thinking, they're not the only one. There's actually a bunch of brands that we pretty much thought were bulletproof and didn't pan out that way, did it? No, absolutely not. There's just been a ton that for different reasons as well, you know, some of it is because of technology. Some just didn't keep up. Some got bought out and merged. But let me tell you, there were just a ton of brands that, you know, as a kid, I mean, if you watch old movies, you saw these things all over the place. Yeah, exactly. They were on every street corner. They like the radio show. You saw them everywhere. Right. And pretty soon it's going to be a point where people are like, what's this? What's that? So one of the first groups is like, there used to be a lot of these huge chain stores out there that were just, again, they were just so iconic. Everyone thought that they'd be around forever. And the first one that comes to my mind is Woolworth. Oh, oh Woolworth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they always had like the like the um like the ice cream kind of like a cafe in the front. You had a little right. diner in the front of them. Yeah. Yep. Matter of fact, at one point the Woolworth building was the tallest building in the world in New York. <laughs> I mean wow. it's that it really was that big. <laughs> and now they're nothing. Now they're nothing. <laughs> yeah, it gone. was like I remember Woolworth's when I was a kid, and another one that's also gone is Montgomery Wards. Those two mm. here in Tallahassee mm-hmm. were the ones that yep. my parents would go to shop at like every weekend. Yeah, but unfortunately, I mean the company started back in 1879, if you can believe it. Sure. And they just yeah. lost because of Target and K. Mart and all these other giants just basically, they just didn't keep pace. I bet this is going to be a recurring theme where just you it, you think you are the best and you yeah. let other people pass you because you're sitting on your laurels. But you're like, oh, we're Woolworths, for God's sake. We're going to be here forever. Sure. So I, I bought my copy of Pac-Man Fever at a Woolworths. <laughs> the price sticker on it says Woolworths, but gone now. If, if it's yeah. defective, I'm not going to be able to return my copy of Pac-Man Fever from 1982 <laughs> anytime soon. Did you guys ever have AMPs down here in Florida? Because I grew up in New York and AMPs were everywhere. Not only did we have AMPs in Florida, AMP is where my father first learned to become a meat cutter in Kentucky back in oh, really? the wow. 50s <laughs> or 60s. Yeah, we have a long history with our family with grocery stores. We've owned a couple of them and AMP is a big brand for us. And the ones here in Tallahassee, they were always franchisee locations. So there was the corporation AMP, mm-hmm. which had started way back in the 1800s or something like that. Yeah, 1859. And they would franchise out their stores, which was different for grocery store chains. Most grocery store chains, the company owned all the store locations, but AMP like franchised their stuff <laughs> yeah, out. Right. Yeah. So oh, it so was really were franchises. Did not know yeah, that. there was one that was here. It was open up until just like maybe 10 years ago or so, because mm-hmm. we still had guys that would work at our old grocery store and that one at the same time. And from 1915 to 75, they were the largest grocery chain mm-hmm. in the United States. 
Yep. Yeah. In 2010, <laughs> closed every store. Gone. They were done. <laughs> well, they just got a really big problem with their reputation for being a lower end filthy store. Mm. And the franchisees just weren't keeping up the quality. I mean, I remember my grandmother loved A&P. It was like, that was a store to go to. So I'm the, well, what happened? The but... big thing with A&P was the green stamps. That was what oh, really the green stamps. Oh my God. That's yeah. right. Ladies and gentlemen, that. we have a new backtrack. I totally forgot about the green stamps. <laughs> SH green stamps. Yes. I have stories about staying up late and licking those oh, things and yeah. putting yeah, them in books. Them in and, book. Oh my yeah. God. Cause oh. I want to get a freaking tent or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's right. It was one of the places that would give you the best value on those green stamps. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's double stamp Wednesday or something. Yeah. That's right. Oh man. Did yeah. you guys ever have nicknames for any of these dead? Like AMP stood for something, but I have no idea Atlantic what it was. Pacific, I think I thought. Is that what it is? I had no I idea. We call it apples and peas. I don't know why. But that was Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, what do you go there for? I can buy my apples and peas there. Right. <laughs> George, you mentioned Montgomery Wards a minute ago. We mm-hmm. always called that Monkey Works for some reason. Monkey Works. <laughs> monkey Works. We're going to go down to Sears, stop by Monkey Works. And, you know, yep. so it's like the BK Lounge. That was just a nickname in my friends and family. I don't know why. <laughs> what about Service Merchandise? Remember that one? It's like a big box store, kind of Sam's. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and that had, was like, the one. Everything. And it wasn't just that they had everything, but if I remember correctly, you would go, you would get a ticket for the item, pay mm-hmm. for it, and then they would bring it around on a conveyor belt where you would pick it up. You didn't like carry a <laughs> cart around with you, if I remember yep. right. Yeah. And they were also, they were really big in like sponsoring like game shows. Sponsor by Service Merchandise. Like Wheel oh, yeah, of Fortune, absolutely. Price is Right. There were another one that was, I think they started like back in 1934. And, you know, again, they just went bankrupt in 99 and closed all its stores by 2002. Wow. Just, you're never too big to fail. Despite what you may have heard from the bank merger bailouts, <laughs> you're never, yeah. you are possibly never too big to fail. Yeah. Another one I thought was going to be around forever was Sports Authority. I mean. Oh, John, you remember when that Sports Authority opened up in our mall here in town called the Tallahassee Mall? That's when we finally made the, it. That's yeah, right. they had the they had the <laughs> golf screen where you could hit the golf ball and it was the projection yeah, right. screen. You get caught in a net, but you would see the ball keep flying. Right. Exactly. The batting cage they had in the store. Oh, I remember that place. Yeah, they died yep. quick. It was like they yeah. were here and gone. Yeah, I mean, so this was not so much an old store. I mean, because I think they opened in 2003, but they had like over 200 stores at one point. And they <laughs> wow. Huge. And they were all dead by 2016. Yeah. And it's not gone. like that's a dead market. Years. I mean, no, we still see no, still Academy around. Sports, Dick Sporting Goods. I mean, they just must have really had some bad management to lose out on that market because there's not one store that dominates that market, really. Dick's is the yeah. closest, maybe, but people don't like going there because it's so expensive. Yeah. And so, oh, this next one. Oh, my God. We, we actually talked about this quite a bit in our other backtrack, but Blockbuster. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They were kind wow. of sad. The last time we talked about it during our movie rental store backtracks, yeah. but there was still a Blockbuster around, but they're actually all gone now. They're yeah, done. Yeah, there was Do like I think one there were or two, two now, but now there's zero. Right? There were. Now they're pff, gone. They're all yep. gone. Man. Yep. Yeah. They had blimps. They had uh, bowl games. The Blockbuster bowl game was a big thing back then. Wow. Yeah. They had over 9,000 stores Whew. worldwide. Do you know, I was at Target the other day, and there is a Blockbuster board game that you can get and play. Is it? Is it <laughs> To, to win, you go out of business? I, was, yeah, right. <laughs> I have no idea. But the box looks like a video rental, like the clamshell box is what the board game's box is. Oh, wow. It has like an overdue and a please be kind rewind stickers on it, like fake. And it, uh, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, the goal is to get uh, crushed by a streaming service. Maybe that's what they're <laughs> like you shooting for. your company to a technology that's going to be dead in four years. And so... <laughs> In 1935, only one airline, Pan Am, stood poised on the edge of America ready to challenge the Pacific. 
And today, the mighty clippers of Pan Am rise majestically from six continents for the far corners of the world. We talked about the different reasons you know, these stores were not business. Mm-hmm. Mismanagement, yeah, sitting mismanagement, on your laurels, whatever. You know, but one area that definitely got hit because of, I, I guess, because of online and digital was books and records. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Amazon killed all that. That's <laughs> yeah, over. I mean, basically. Well, first, Amazon sold books and records, and then yeah. Amazon killed books and records. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so my thought was, I remember like Borders books. Oh, yeah. They were all huge. Yeah. That was like an anchor in your mall. You know, like the Sports mm-hmm. Authority, you, you made it when you got a Borders in your mall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tallahassee, we actually got a Borders that was a separate building next to a mall. And no, that was it was its own freestanding place. It was its own freestanding place. And I think that was because the next item down on your list, Mo, was mm-hmm. in the mall and there was a competition thing and they wouldn't allow them to come into the mall here in yeah, town. Yeah, because the next thing is the B. Dalton booksellers, mm-hmm. which those I always remember just being in malls. Like I don't remember yeah. ever seeing them anywhere else. And they're all smaller and they sold a lot of gifty things too. But yeah, but they had the same yeah, problem. They, they were almost like an FYE is now. Like they were the flip-flop of FYE, like FYE that you see in malls today, like they're mostly tchotchkes and toys and gizmos and they have some records and books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and B. Dalton was the flip, like in the bookstore, but some gadgets on the periphery. Yeah, yep. on, the, on the side there too. And um, and the records, I mean, what's the most iconic record store you guys can think of? Tower. Tower Records. Yeah. 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 Tower Records. It would have been Tower or maybe Turtles. That might have been the other Turtles one I might have another, Yep, that's another one. I didn't yep. realize that Tower Records was founded in 1960. Oh yeah, they were part of the whole like hippie movement. I mean, Tower yeah, Records I, I, was de facto. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. There was a great documentary on that. What was it? All Things Must Pass? I think was the name. Yeah, of that I think you're right. Yep, something like that. Good documentary. Holy, but cow. they weren't wrong. All things must pass. Tower <laughs> Records didn't make it. They went bankrupt in 2004 because of excessive debt, music piracy, and iTunes. I'm going to call shenanigans and say excessive debt was their fault, and they <laughs> yeah, blamed music piracy and right. iTunes. Yeah. Because I think it was excessive debt was the real reason, right? <laughs> right. You're like, oh yeah, it was iTunes' fault too? No, no, it's excessive no. debt. You well, just were doing it wrong. Music piracy. That's everybody's. You know, everybody blames that. That's a red herring because the people who were stealing the music weren't going to buy it in the first place. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and the place people make the most money is when you go to their tours and buy their merchandise. It's right. not so mm-hmm. much buying their $10 album. So, you know, you, yes, shenanigans. I agree. You built your, his shenanigans. You built your company on a foundation of something that was shifting and you didn't adjust. So yeah, once again, exactly. Yep. Exactly. Dinosaur problem. And let me say one of the biggest areas, I think we've just lost so many good brands that really bothers me is in electronics. Oh, oh I'm so sad. Yeah. Because so I sad. still Today, say we just certain have names of electronic stores and I'm like, like, oh crap, that's right. There's not any of those around anymore. Yeah, I, I miss the days of being able to jump store to store to see who had the cheapest price. <laughs> Look, yeah. I freaking hate Best Buy. I've always hated Best Buy. Yeah. But and the like, fact that they're game, the right? last man standing just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the people they drove out of business. Well, I used to love going to Circuit City because there was City. a Circuit City yep. across the street from Best Buy and I could, mm-hmm. I could walk in the Circuit City, turn around and flip off Best Buy as I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> and now Circuit City by so they've been around since 49. Yeah, 1949. Wow. 2008 they were dead. They used to be were the there circuits number in two. 1949. How was there a Circuit City? <laughs> I don't think there Absolutely. were circuits around then. Consumer electronics, so TVs and radios and stuff. Absolutely that stuff was around. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The thing that got me is that how Circuit City they were like here one day gone the next. It wasn't like a slow death. They did kind of like, a vap- yeah, yeah, you didn't hear like oh we're closing 20 stores. We're closing 20 stores. It's like we're closing all the damn stores because they're gone. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. And the building is so iconic. It's like that big plug. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. It's like you drive around today, you can still see the stores that used you to be Circuit City. You can see, oh, that cities. was Circuit City. <laughs> Looks like a Chinese buffet now, but 
used to be a circus city. <laughs> I have a friend of mine, Donna, who lives in Los Angeles and she's an actress. And one of the things I tease her about relentlessly whenever we talk is that she was in a Circuit City commercial and like a few months later, the whole store's closed down. I said, see, your fault. <laughs> she did it. It was her she fault. It. All your fault. Uh, Way to go, Donna. Nice <laughs> acting. Do excessive debt or anything. I had to do with Donna. No, <laughs> no. It, it was Donna and music piracy killed Circuit City. It was not her fault. <laughs> well, you guys, um, another story I used to really like going into is Comp USA. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mostly computers. Computer-based. Mostly computers, yep. but they had some electronics. But the thing some electronics, me, sure. Yeah. Now, that store, though, had the long lingering death. Because I remember yeah, I'd go into the store it and out. it just got worse and worse and worse. Well, that was a builder <laughs> store, too. Like, to me, when I would go in there, that felt like a place where if you were a hobbyist or a tinkerer, in this case, building computers for yourself, that was the type of place you would go to, like a hobby town oh, kind yeah. of thing is for RC they cars. They scratched the itch that we lost when Radio Shack started just selling freaking remote control cars exactly. and cell phone plans. You could mm -hmm, go, yeah. I want to buy a SATA cable. Mm -hmm. I want to buy a Molex plug. And they're right. like, and they knew what the hell you were talking about. Right. Yeah. And then they thinned and thinned and thinned. They started in 84. And then by 2012, the last one gone. Mm, man. And, that, and that was one of the few places where I used to be able to buy like computer games and stuff. I mean, there weren't that many stores that sold them. Well, yeah, because what well, well, your Babbage's was gone, your electronics yeah. boutique yeah. was gone. There's a couple more for our list of sad things that have passed, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you wanted to not just buy it online or order it through Amazon, you could go and buy a physical box computer game. That's right. Well, there's something yeah. for our generation that I don't think is going to carry over into the next generation. It's that picking up and that feeling of that box or that device, having it in your hand before you purchase it and looking at yeah. it and decide you're not going to get that now. I mean, everything's pretty much going the way of the online retail experience, but I oh, really you're so miss that. Right. Oh, you're so I right. Do. I remember I riding home in the car with my brand new Atari 2600 cartridge. I had the shrink wrap off before I got in the car. Right. I was reading <laughs> a manual. <laughs> I was looking manual. at the cover the art. I'm like, oh, look at that screenshot. Oh my God. <laughs> the graphics are amazing. <laughs> There's nearly 60 pixels available. Whoa. You know, it's, yeah, now it you download so you start playing it. Poof. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right you are. Another big thing, uh, remember sharper images. They were everywhere. They're gone? Sharper image? They faded off so slow I didn't even notice they were gone. Wow. Yeah. When was the last time you saw a sharper image store? Well, I don't I never saw a store, first of all. It was just the catalogs. And I always thought they were still around because you still hear them talking about in movies all the damn time. Sharper well, image that, this, sharper why. image. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, well, if all you watch is the freaking Goonies, you're only gonna see things from that era, George. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the physical stores you would actually see at airports a lot. So oh, yeah, I'm always at airports. You'll have the GP yeah. walking along like Oh, I'm gonna get a an ionizer and a a self-inflating face pillow or whatever they would yeah, have all that kind of because that's what I need right now in the airport yeah yeah so. desk tchotchkes or whatever <laughs> now these two stores I'm gonna bring up here were both definitely New York area ones so I don't know if you guys heard of them or not go ahead city boy lay it on yeah, us Crazy Eddie's was one. Oh, mm -hmm. he's insane isn't he, he I remember is him insane oh, <laughs> no, I don't remember that one and that was funny because that was definitely a New York tri-state area store but they were right. huge I mean their yeah. commercials were on all the time and they had this thing where they said you know we will beat any price that was their thing I only remember Crazy Eddie because working in broadcasting, a lot of like advertisers would say, I want to do a crazy Eddie style thing where I'm just real <laughs> nutty and goofy. Even though they, it was only in New York, people knew that we're slashing prices and remember, you know, just standing there in front of a car lot and, you know, tearing up papers or whatever you're doing. That's a yeah, very crazy Eddie type yeah. of ad. Yeah, right, right. But they failed because basically due to mismanagement, apparently, because two of the people who founded them are in jail. And music piracy, those two things. <laughs> and music, music piracy. And Donna. <laughs> and Donna. <laughs> and, and freaking Donna. Again, Donna. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys remember this, The Wiz. 
because that was a big thing in New York also. Nobody beats oh, the Oh, I Wiz. thought you were talking about the movie. I was like, yeah, I saw that <laughs> no, movie. No, 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 That's dead too. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. it was Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but that was, no, they were another electronics music store. They sold a lot of CDs, records, all that stuff. I never even heard of the Wiz mm. as oh, they were, they were electronics huge store. in New York. They were massive in New York. They were everywhere. Huh. But they're another one that just couldn't keep up and just went the way of the dodo. Wow. You've got the look I want to know better. You've got the look that's all together. Working, playing, day or night. Join us, that's I was just saying that I was uniquely qualified to know about these sharper image stores in the airports. And so there were some airlines that, yeah. again, we thought they were so much a part of growing up. Pan Am comes to mind. And it oh was in God. so many, oh, yeah. like the Gen X era movies. It was like, well, mm-hmm. Pan Am, of course, Pan Am. Well, didn't Indiana Jones fight Pan Am <laughs> in his movies? <laughs> well, he may I, have. Yeah. I don't know. He was in a puddle hopper most of the time going from one little red dot to another. But 2001, <laughs> for sure. Flying on the map of the dotted line. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not, Total Recall, when he's on the bus uh, and he's okay. thinking about going to Mars, Pan yep. Am was the airline that was supposed to take him there if he didn't want to do the whole Mars brain scramble thing. Yeah, they <laughs> were in a lot of stuff. Pan American World Airways. Yeah, and I can't believe that. I mean, they were like, one, I think they were one of the first airline companies ever. Just the idea that, I mean, again, growing up, I mean, Pan Am was just always going to be there. Like, there was no doubt. They kind of went out fast. So they were the largest international airline from 27 until 91, Jeez. at which point they filed bankruptcy. So they were driving hard. Right. It's just, they said, you know, poor branding, which I don't get is they blame it on yeah. because they had an iconic brand. I don't get that. Yeah, for sure. And then there was the downing of Pan Am Flight 103 over right. Lockery, Scotland, I mean, that was, which yeah, that was rising oil tragic. prices, Iraq invasion, Kuwait, blah, blah, blah. So all these things kind of compounded bad press, bad finances, Donna, music podcast. Piracy, all those yeah, things. Yeah, right. Donna Music Pressure. That crash that you're talking about, that was one of those crashes that even still today people remember. Pan Am oh, 103. Yeah. Right, right. You get associated with it. It's kind of like there was a diet candy back in the 80s called AIDS, A Y D S. Yeah, and then At like the worst three possible months time. later when the disease happened, it was like, oh, I know. hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. They got associated with a bad news story that had nothing to do with them. Right. You're yeah. a victim of the news cycle. I mean, talk about another iconic airline. What about TWA? Transworld Airlines. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Where the hell? Yeah. Poof. Yeah. I mean, I heard that they were actually going to tear down the TWA terminal in JFK. You know, the one that looks like a big bet. Listen, at JFK, it's always under construction. Even when yeah. they're done, they're still under construction. Yeah. Let it, me it, tell you, you fly will. through there, it's terrible. But uh, I mean, I was happy to hear that they're not going to tear it down. They're going to turn it into a hotel because oh, the really? building yeah. is just so, I don't know how to put it. It's just an iconic building. It's just the, the signature of it, you know, the design of it yeah. and the architecture. Yeah. Well, it's good they're turning it into something, but it's, it's iconic because- of TWA. I mean, it was yeah. it was the hub for TWA at JFK there. Did TWA stand for Travelers with Attitude? Was that? No, no that, you're thinking of NWA. <laughs> oh, that's a, different, okay, that's a different group. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, that's another one of these like early days of airline companies. It started in 1930. Like, I'm like, were there mm. planes? <laughs> there just were. There yeah, just, just were. <laughs> and then basically, I think it sounded like it got bought out by somebody who just cut it to pieces and sold it off for They shredded it, sold off for parts. Yeah. yeah. You did it to yourself. Went away and part, I guess whatever was a little bit was left of it was acquired by American Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they picked up some of the resources. What about, you know, we talk a lot in our regular podcast about going to the movies. You guys remember General Cinemas? Oh, yeah. 
holy cow, they're not, oh, they're gone. No, I, I had no <laughs> I just idea. Thought that they morphed no. into one of these other. Companies. I never even heard of that one before. So maybe growing up, I didn't realize as much that there that theaters had brands. But I remember, you know, going to see any of the great movies, you know, Star Wars or Jaws or ET yeah. or whatever. The opening little animation that was very cheesy animation back then, of course, is at General Cinemas, which I just thought it meant was not a brand. It's just a General Cinema, but that's not the case. There was a brand called General Cinemas. Hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. Like I remember Litchfield Cinemas. I remember okay. RKO. But yeah, RKO. Well, that was out of that company, you know, from the radio days, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. But yeah, no, General Cinemas, I remember them growing up because I think they were the theaters like they got the big movies because I guess they would make separate deals or something. So they got the movies like a week ahead of other cinemas. So hmm. well, okay. because of that, they were actually known for being the chain that started the whole megaplex kind of deal. It used to be, so think of any old movie. You walk down the yeah. street and there's this marquee that sticks out from the side of the building and it lists one or two films yeah. that yeah, are playing two. on their one or two screens and that's it. Right. But General Cinemas started the idea of like, come down to the megaplex, General Cinemas 20. Nobody had done all those screens in one building before and General Cinemas is credited with actually creating that huh. kind of environment. Yeah, because when I was a kid, like the most you had was like five screens in a theater Yeah, and they yeah. weren't named after the place like AMC 20 or blah, blah, blah. It was like Parkway 5 because that right. was on Appalachian like Parkway. That's the street it was, street it was on. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And if you had five screens, that was the big theater. That was yes. the big one. Yep. 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 Wow. So what happened to them? They filed for bankruptcy in 2000 and finally the remnants of them, you know, kind of like TBA sold for parts. The remaining General Cinemas sold off to AMC in 2002. Mm, yay. <laughs> Another Walmart of movie theaters. There we go. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> gobble up the little guy. Yeah. You talk about your 70s, 80s brands. This one, I just have these like almost shudder at the memory of this, but you guys remember Jordash and Jordash jeans? I remember all the girls in the school wanting to wear them. That's what I remember. <laughs> I was a big fan when they did. It was, I yes. was fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Whenever I think of Jordash jeans, though, I think to that SNL skit they did with Gilda Radner where she did Jewish jeans and it was a commercial that was a take on Jordash jeans. It was, it was just hilarious. But the thing was, that, I mean, designer jeans were just huge. I mean, it was just well, they crazy were, how much well, they were, were then, you know, thanks to Jordash. I mean, that was like, that was in the heyday of our Gen X, right? That was like the 70s mm -hmm. through the, I don't know, 80s somewhere in there. Yeah, early 80s. Before that, it was just, what did you wear? Dungarees. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Levi's. You know, Levi's. they just pants. Levi's were more. really the only brand that you would think of when it came to jeans. Yeah. And that wasn't designer. They were just pants. They're they're just, right. That's who yeah. made them. <laughs> well, yeah. it was because Levi's were known for their durability and long lasting. Jordan was what known for its style. And that's Correct. really when the style brands in the 80s, that's when that stuff really started happening. You had the Jordash jeans or you had the polo shirts or the player jackets. I mean, Izod. all those style brands. <laughs> yeah. Izod, Little exactly. alligator. Yeah, right. That really came to fruition in the late 70s, early 80s. And a lot of those things that came out there survived because I guess they changed, you know, and became, did got to other stuff. But Jordash just sort of- But not Jordash. Not Jordash. No, nope, nope. They pretty much went, in the 90s, they were just on clearance. They were just like slashing <laughs> them and then they vaporized. Now, this next one on the list, John, you put on there and I had no idea. I didn't either. I was stunned. <laughs> you know, we did a whole backtrack about snacks and candy that are gone. Mm -hmm. And I totally missed that chiclets are gone. Chiclets cannot be gone. Don't tell me chiclets are gone. That's not possible. George, do you have any chiclets in your house? Well, shit. When's the I last time you bought some chiclets? Gone. Damn it. <laughs> where, tell me where you can go find some chiclets right now. Man, I yeah, used to I mean, love those little things. Oh, me too. Oh, my God. I mean, that kind of like candy has like got to be around. A million sucks. of them in your good. mouth and start yeah, chewing exactly. and your jaw would get sore. Yep. Oh, man. It's, a, what, it's, it's like a little bit of gum wrapped in some shiny, you know, colorful candy. And yeah, I, they're just gone. Like the brand is owned by somebody else that's in turn owned by like Kraft or Nabisco or somebody. Right. But you cannot buy a chiclet. 
today anymore. Mm. They're gone. Poof. Like not even in like at a retro candy place, like a Cracker Barrel or anything. You Maybe. Can't get them? Maybe there's some still a small producer or something somewhere. But if you I've find some, let them. me know, because it, and not until <laughs> I read that they're gone did it make me realize I want some. So if you <laughs> find some, <laughs> let crazy? me know. <laughs> I didn't miss yeah. them until I knew they were gone. Somebody look it up on Amazon. They've got to well, be that's on how Amazon advertising somewhere. works. It's right. You mention it. You're like, you know, I am thirsty for a Coke now that you mentioned it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, how that, that's how that works. Speaking of food, what about general foods? What, the cereal? They're gone? Yeah, exactly. Damn it. So I thought they were still around. No crap gone. on them and that's it. They're gone. But that was another, like, general foods was massive. I mean, they started back in 1895. I mean, Jesus. just think of that. Sam. And then they own, like, all these other brands, you know, like Birdseye and all these other things. Kool-Aid, Jell-O. But for whatever reason, they got bought up by somebody bigger. Philip Morris bought them. Like the, the that cigarette people. Really? Yeah. Oh. And, then, the and then they merged with Kraft. Should I get my damn Jell-O from Philip Morris, a cigarette company now? That's some <laughs> bullshit right there. Right. Well, it's very low nicotine in the Jell-O, so it's it's, it's much better now. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Jell-O filtered. They have like the taller little <laughs> cup thing. You have to dig through the filter to get to your Jell-O now. Four out of five doctors agree Jell-O cigarettes are better for you. <laughs> You know, I know we've been talking an awful lot about a lot of these different iconic brands. I want to bring up one that was personally important to me. One of Ooh, the very first home. cars that I ever bought on my own was a Saturn. You go. Oh, you go. Oh. No. no. <laughs> A Citroen? Oh, Saturn. A Saturn, a Saturn SL3. Oh, it was yeah. green oh, in nice. color. I had to get the SL3, which was the one that didn't have the colored bumpers because that was oh. the upgrade model on them. They either <laughs> had the black bumper one more or the color bumper. <laughs> and I really enjoyed that company because it was the first place I went to buy a car that didn't do the haggling. That was their right. whole gimmick, right? You go in, this is the price of the car. If you want to buy it, great. If not, move the fuck on to Chevrolet. That's all there was to it. They were kind of like an early Apple model for cars mm-hmm. or like yeah. Very friendly. Yeah, they built like a culture too around it. Like they did. Saturn owners were part of a group. And I'm going to tell you, that car was dependable as hell. I drove that was car it? from yeah. Florida to California and had that car in California for years before we finally traded it in for a van as our family grew and we needed a bigger vehicle. But if it hadn't been for that, I would still have that Saturn SL3 today. It was a wow. solid vehicle. Uh, that's. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Saturns. Like, I know, same. Yeah. I, I remember when they first came out, I think they had a problem with like a first run of cars you drove to the dealership they gave you a new car yeah oh did they, they? Gave you a new they, car. Right. they gave you the keys mm-hmm. for a new car and sold yours oh, as a used car Talk about yeah. fostering and that goodwill. was before they got bought by gm because they were their own independent yeah. company at first and then gm bought them and when gm bought them you could see how the car industry got their tentacles in that company right and just slowly yep. broke them apart to where they because were screwing up their business model probably <laughs> right they started in 1990 and gm halted all production 2009 Man, Man, screw GM. Of, well, I guess GM, <laughs> it sounds like GM actually got rid of a lot of iconic brands. I mean, the other one that comes to mind is Pontiac. I mean, oh, Smith, oh, that's oh, bandit. Yeah. Smokey and the Bandit drove right? a Pontiac, Pontiac Trans Am. Right. Yep. Yep. Knight Rider was a was a freaking Pontiac Firebird. That's right. Knight or Rider 
Trans, was it Trans, I think it was Trans Am or Firebird, one of those converted. Yep. Jeez. Mm. I mean, and that's again, I mean, especially if you listen to any like old movie or something like, you know, they're talking, oh, I got my Pontiac and da, 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 da. you know, I yeah. mean, it was just one of those cars. But they also killed it off by 2000. We'll talk about a prestige model. What about Oldsmobile? Oh, wow. That's gone. <laughs> Oldsmobile's like the Cadillac of cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Oldsmobile has been around forever. It's, I mean, yeah. everybody I knew, everybody who had a rich uncle drove a giant Oldsmobile yep. or the Cadillac. Boats, one of the right? two. I mean, yeah. you either had the Ford Thunderbird or the Oldsmobile Cutlass 88 or <laughs> yeah, right. you the Grand Marquis from Mercury. You had that giant boat car, right? Can't believe they're gone. Yeah, they haven't made an Oldsmobile since 2004. Yeah, General hmm. Motors still owns the trademark to it, but you can't go buy a new one. Yeah, I mean, for Damn General Motors. They're, they're just yeah. sucking up and killing all your favorite brands, George. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> Other kinds of stores that, again, brands that I thought would be here forever was stuff like uh, Magnavox. Do you guys ever oh, have a Magnavox yeah, TV yeah. or radio? Oh, yeah. 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 Of course. It was a huge yeah. brand. It was like a like an Onkyo or a, a Sony or something. They it even was, made right. video game consoles. Yes, yeah, they That's did. right. They did. The Odyssey, yep. which yep. I actually owned one of those. Yep. Magnavox Odyssey. <laughs> I think I might still have my Odyssey 2 or 3, whichever one it is, somewhere in a box. Oh, boy. Yeah. They made camcorders in the 80s. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, talk about a company that technology destroyed, like is uh, Polaroid. <sighs> Poor Polaroid. So Although it's now, funny, there was a resurgence what? of Polaroid cameras for a little while there, wasn't there, where they tried to redo them and it was a nostalgic kick just a few years ago, I thought? Well, of that Life is Strange thing, you know, when she's taking the picture with the Polaroid. She's taking Polaroid right. photos, right. Yeah, but I don't think the Polaroid as a company and a brand exists anymore. Wow. I think you can get you can get Instamatic cameras. I don't know if right. they're still Polaroid branded or not. You can get the like the film that's instant, you take the photo, but Polaroid just wasn't, like they weren't quick enough to jump on that digital bandwagon. It wasn't until 2008 yeah. that Polaroid started making any digital cameras at all. 2008? Jeez. Mm. Talk about that's, late that's to the way party. too late. That's no, way no, too no. late. No, no, no. I had a digital camera in 1999, you know? Yeah. So that was a decade behind. I had a Sony actually made them, you know, way back in the day. I mean, digital cameras have been around for a long time. LGR, one of my favorite YouTube channels outside of oh, ours, yeah. which is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, <laughs> outside of ours, of course, naturally. LGR, <laughs> he's got a specific fascination with old school digital cameras, and it's amazing mm-hmm. to see how old some of those really are now because when they came out you were like oh it's cool you know but now nobody even thinks about who owns a digital camera that's not a professional photographer there's no need it's yeah, in your yeah. phone does it all right you you've got it in your pocket already i just take yeah. it out I, pu- I push the lock key twice and i'm good yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and the quality of it is as good as you're going to get uh, except for a professional level camera exactly there was a whole mm-hmm. slew of companies that basically were started and ended all within our generation but before started way before we were born uh, and right. they were just still icons by the time we grew up and then were gone but these are ones right. that became icons while we were we're talking up. like stuff like compact exactly. I remember the, 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 compact computers like compact wow. with a Q at the end not compact John, what right do you, what do you remember about compact there's a specific memory that you and I share about compact I Uh-oh. remember you buying your compact Windows mm-hmm. computer and you brought it to my house for some reason to turn it on for the first time and it had yep. John Delancey full motion video from Q from Star Trek telling you all about your new computer. That's right. Yeah, he helped you, <laughs> walked you through the whole setup and everything, and it was yep. 
awesome. Well, because it was so he's cool. from space and it's space yeah. age technology. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Holy cow. That was so much fun back then. I remember that. That was so they awesome. They were the biggest computer seller in the world wow. in the 80s were they and 90s. Were the first laptop or first portable, if I remember right? Weren't they? Or one of the first? Well, I don't know how they were in, in order, but I know I had a an, a compact like a PDA. Remember PDAs was a thing? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. That's right. I did yeah. have one of those. Yeah. They had like a thumb, thumb keys, like a Blackberry, and you had this old screen running Windows CE or some crap. Yeah, mm. it had a weird stylus thing you had to use. It'll never get better than this. It, it, yeah. it did. <laughs> We're talking about computers here. We better not start talking about the one that makes me the saddest because I know it's going to be on this damn list. Yeah, it, it is. makes me sad too because it was my no. first computer ever. Yeah. yeah I, know, I know you Can had we a- just skip a, it? You had no, a huge tower of 1541 drives. So I'm oh, sorry, but no, yeah. Commodore International Computers. God. Yeah. My wow. first computer was a VIC-20. That's why I learned about computers. Their very first like consumer model product was the Commodore PET, if yeah. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. The PET, and then it was the, the VIC-20, C64, uh, the 128, the Amiga. Oh, boy. Then, yeah. Yeah. Just that whole brand. I mean, that company really had the industry by the throat and just let it go. And let it go. Yeah. They're just like, and they loosen the grip and let it just slip through their fingers. I mean, so George, you and I were big Amiga users mm-hmm. during the time Commodore was just shit flushing everything down the shitter as fast yep. as they could. <laughs> By 1994, they declared bankruptcy and I was still using an Amiga computer up until yep. like 98. Yeah. I, w- I just wouldn't give up. I'm like, it's got to come back. It's it's so much better than all these PCs. And we actually used to take did. our Amiga computers to different events for our Star Trek club and we would run these slideshows on them people go, with what different is that? Star Trek stuff. How did you and do people that? people were amazed and shocked <laughs> that there was music with it and everything. And it was essentially what PowerPoint is now. But what is that? CGA, VGA? No, right. no, that's an Amiga. It's 256 <laughs> colors at the same time. Yep. Oh my God. The thing about the Commodore is that they made, I, I think that they were the ones that made computers available to everybody. Like they were cheap enough. They certainly played a hand in it. I mean, they Vic made it more and C64 mainstream. certainly yep. were able to bring the price point down to where everybody could afford them, at least in this side of the pond. On the other side of the pond, I know it was the Sinclair models, right? Those were mm. what everybody had there for programming. But here, it was all about Commodore 64. Yeah. You know, there's another big company that uh, actually started a long time ago as the Colorado Leather Company. Oh, we we've know talked it about this. Yeah. For its yeah. famousness as Coleco. <laughs> Coleco, is that yep. right? I did yeah. not know that's where the name came from. Yeah, it really was. They made wallets and crap, but mm-hmm. you know, that, that was what was their origins. You know, like Nintendo used to make playing cards or something back in the day, but when they right. became relevant for our age was when they started making uh, the ColecoVision game system and Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh my God, the Cabbage Patch Dolls. They did oh Cabbage Patch Dolls? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was also still Coleco. has her preemie, the original one <laughs> with really? the box. Yeah. yeah. What a name. That's just wrong. Did you have the adoption <laughs> paper in there and everything? Yeah. Does it come with an incubator? I mean, you know, uh, anyway. <laughs> They were dead by 1988, but wow. they had just launched ColecoVision in 82, and six years later, they were gone. Mm. Did you guys ever have like some of the Coleco handheld games, like the football? Of course. Of yeah, course. the football yeah. game and the yeah. basketball game. Yeah, of course. You weren't an 80s child if you didn't have some of those handheld games. Otherwise, you, <laughs> yeah, you didn't little, grow up in the 80s. I don't blips. care who you are. You can say, oh, I never yep. had one. My friend had one. Then you don't count. You weren't part it, of that it generation. It does not count. Yeah. Sorry. Fact, we had one that I was particularly well-liked in the community because my brother had one that had the, the football that you could pass. Oh, yeah. right. 
right. That was that was the upgrade. Pass button. Which, I mean, again, it's like there's like three patterns you learn and you're done. But still, it was and fun. you win every time. That's okay. It's still yeah. fun. It's a time killer, man. You know, we talked a little bit on our backtrack we did about old computer games, and mm-hmm. we mentioned this one that I definitely thought this would be around forever. The interactive fiction company called Infocom. Infocom. Wow. You know, I, I I'm with you. I thought they'd be around forever because I thought they were so innovative when they first came out that they would well, continue they that. That they would they continue were innovative that. when they first came out. But yeah, they were. It was it, it was it was a way to like read a book but live the book. And right. people do that in video games now. If they had only found a way to grow with it, I mean, their style of entertainment didn't die. They started in '79, yeah. But Activision bought them up in '86, and the trademark itself, Infocom, was dead by 2002. No more. Yeah. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. As a, I mean, their games were the most immersive. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were just amazing. And the thing that gets me is like, if they just would have jumped onto the graphic stuff, you know, instead of holding out, because that's what they did. Yeah, they I think out. so. Yeah. Well, again, that's the thing. Sitting on your laurels, not innovating, assuming you're the best. That's yeah, our way is the best way. Yeah. That's the chink in the armor of so many of these. I did used to look for that icon on the box, though. Anytime I was going oh, to buy yeah. a video game, if I saw Infocom on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a seal of quality. You know that yeah. was going to be great. Well, I used to love about Infocom stuff was all, was all the stuff that came with the box. Because they didn't oh, yeah, just give you a game. toys and gadgets. Some right. of them were copy protection, but it was it was stuff. You had yeah, things stuff. in there. Well, you, George, you talked about the ability to like hold the box. Mm-hmm. Infocom went one further. When you opened the box, there was stuff in it, collectibles yeah. and toys and, you know, little it wasn't gadgets just a disc and wheels. Just things that just funny no. stuff, you know, just for the hell of it. Like I know in the Hitchhiker's Guide game, they gave you a thing of pocket fluff. A pocket fluff. Yeah. Right. A little Ziploc bag. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, it was just silly. But okay, how about this one? This was a giant, which again, I thought would never, ever, ever be a way. Like I thought they'd be talking about them like Microsoft today which was Netscape. They were wow. on the brink of just blowing it out of the water and being the the just the front runner. They were the company that took on the big boys in the industry and showed them their lunch. I mean, yep, they absolutely. really knocked Microsoft for a loop back then. Microsoft was running scared. They were working mm-hmm. to make sure they could partner with them or do something. Yeah. I mean, we talked a few episodes ago back when that uh, series called Valley of the Boom that talked mm-hmm. about oh, yeah, the kind yeah, of yeah. tech boom and they like took like Mark Andreessen and all these characters showed that when literally like he was sitting in the Microsoft meeting ordered a pizza because he's like, I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember downloading Netscape Communicator. That's where I learned how to code yes. HTML because they had a WYSIWYG web page creator. And I mean, oh my God, it was publicly traded until 98. AOL bought it out for 4.2 billion with a B. Mm. And mm-hmm. now it's, who gives a crap about Netscape? Yeah, it's, no. it's not even a player. I mean, they Man. were the people you can go to because one, their stuff was all free. Yeah, like, they were. The navigator, right. yep. all that stuff was free. Which was a strange model, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But th- I think they just, they saw the potential like Google. I mean, if, you know, Google stuck it out and was able to profit from it. But I think it was the same idea. They just didn't. Well, one AOL, they got saddled with AOL. I think that was a problem. Well, well anybody yeah. wanting to kind of relive that, the homepage from Netscape from the 1990s, complete with all the descriptions are available. Mo, I'll give you that link. You can put oh, it in really? the show notes. You can click and see they preserved that webpage from the 90s from when they were on top of the world. And you can oh, go and man. reminisce and pretend you're back in the 90s when Netscape <laughs> Still matter. <laughs> cool. Crazy Eddie's greatest TV and video sale ever. Get a video recorder, color TV, large screen TV, video camera, even an audio video component system. Get it all on sale now during Crazy Eddie's greatest TV and video sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. 
If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Well, like so many of these iconic brands, it's time for this podcast episode to throw in the towel. Oh, we'll I thought you were going to say we're dead now. <laughs> Jesus. No, no, we're not That's dead. That's an we're awful just, we're, way we're... to start this segment. <laughs> <laughs> you did that, not me. Is a podcast is not <laughs> you dead. You said, like all these brands. Okay, how else am I supposed to take that? <laughs> we will be back, but this episode will not. It is completely dead. <laughs> no longer relevant. <laughs> hey, now, I think we're relevant. Before we leave, I definitely like like to take a moment here at the end and thank all of the great folks that support us over on Patreon. Give just a few bucks a month to support what we do financially here on the podcast and YouTube and website. And I'm talking about you guys. Marcus, T2, Greg, Corey, Stubaka, Will, Slowmo, Thomas, Dan, Agile, Blasted or Stash it, Chad, Stian, Dana, John, Mike, and Levi. Woo-hoo. One breath. Just made it. <laughs> still conscious. That's good. We are so grateful for you guys. You believe in us uh, and you put your money where your mouth is and help us to keep the lights on here. So, so grateful. And uh, if you'd like to join them, any of you listening now, if you're not already a patron, head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. We'd love to add your name to this roster so that I ultimately will pass out when I read them all in one breath. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I, I would love to see that. <laughs> Thanks, Mo. I appreciate that. No, it just show you how successful we're doing. That we're reaching when, the when I pass out and we have to, we'll, we'll fix it in post if I do pass out. You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks with another backtrack, but next week with a regular edition of our show. Until that comes out, I am John. George, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, always appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. When they heard we were doing a top 10 TV, 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 where the hell's Radio Shack? They're poof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's my pickup there. How would you like me to transition right. to you? No, that's good. That's good. Wow. So what happened to them? I don't know. I'm checking to see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Kraft who went and got his happy ending, that Kraft? He went and bought him? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Robert Kraft, the guy who owns the New England Patriots, went to the massage parlor. How do you guys not know this? I did not know about that. I did not know about this either. It was like last year he got arrested in Florida. Really? No. Well, that's Florida. Come on. I mean, that's like the, everything. What happens occurrence. in Florida? It's pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs>I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast.